two guys who love talking about a game within a game in association with Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Peterson. I'm Andrew. And this is FPL Signet. Hello, managers. Welcome to the FPL Sunday podcast. We are recording this on Wednesday night. December the 13th. And as always, I'm joined by my main man, Andrew, who is definitely on Santa's good list this Christmas. Andrew, who do you think, FPL-wise, is on the naughty list? Romero. Romero. Oh, 100% Romero. <laughs> <laughs> How did he, he not be... get sent off on the weekend again? And that would, would that have been a four-game suspension? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, so I've never seen that. I've, I don't think I, I, I'm sure it's happened. Is that yeah. just if you get two red cards in the one season, like two violent conducts in the one season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, oh, jeez. I'll tell you who's on the naughty list, FPL-wise, is literally everyone in my team. <laughs> They're all getting uh, cold for Christmas. <laughs> they are. Well, I'm getting fuck all, so so should they. <laughs> Nothing there. Well, we better check those lists. And uh, check him twice. But um, how did you go this game week? Very badly. Thanks for asking, Pete. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the wounds are still <laughs> raw. <laughs> so I was I'm, so pissed I'm just going to pour some salt on that wound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, man. I um I did really badly. Like, it was a really frustrating week. I literally got I got 41 points. So it's a pretty decent size red arrow. I think it was about a 200K red arrow. Um, I literally got blanks from every single player in my team with the exception of Salah. <laughs> um, so two points from Dubrovka, two points from Ethan Pinnock, two points from Simicast, minus one from Lascelles. So that was really good. Um, one point from Cash, who came on as an auto sub for Haaland. <laughs> um, Palmer, one point. Martinelli, two points. Saka, two points. Gordon, two points. Watkins, two points. And my bench wasn't any better. So it's not like I just chose the wrong players. Like my bench were all blanked as well. So, yeah, I mean, the funny thing was like even the Salah Hall, when it first happened, I wasn't happy about it because I didn't captain him and, you know, he was more than 100 EO. So I was like, well, the only player after Saturday's games, I was thinking the only player that's returned for me is actually hurting me. So, um, (laughs) yeah, and then... And then I, th- I thought there was some sort of some sort of reprieve when the rumor came out that Harland was um, wasn't going to play, and then I think FPL. Uh, sorry, what, what's the uh, live live FPL? They yes. um, preemptively adjusted all of the ranks under the assumption that Harland wasn't going to play, and it showed me um, on like a one hundred k green arrow just because of the Salah cap like the Salah uh, vice yep. captain. Yeah. So at that point I was like, oh, you know, I've had a terrible day like first day of the game week. Everyone's blanked except for Har- except for Salah. But now I'm on this green arrow, like, you know, everything's looking up. And I was like, well, I, I thought, you know, pretty much there was no one really that could hurt me on Sunday except for Sun. And it looks like Sun's not going to play. So I'm like, I'm I'm sitting pretty pretty. <laughs> I'm sitting pretty me. here. Yeah. <laughs> Sun can't hurt me from the bench. And then yeah. Um, and then sun happened. So, 
Yeah, I think the combination of Suns, Hall, and, you know, there's a few points here and there that other people got that I didn't. A few people have Poro, a few people have Alvarez. Um, I don't know, there's probably one or two other players as well. It just all added up to me, um, yeah, having like a massive red arrow. So uh, it's been happening to me all season where I get like two or three greens, but they're always small. And then I get hit with one red and it's big and it undoes all of my good work and more. So I'm yeah. feeling pretty um, sorry for myself at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> well, luckily, there's another game week on the horizon. So another week yeah. to, to get it wrong all over again. Well, that's right. Another opportunity for like a 20k red, uh, green arrow, you know, before my 400k red arrow the following week. <laughs> um, uh, red and green. What about you? Colors of Christmas. Like, <laughs> did, did, did you do any better or? I did a little bit better. So I finished up with, um, which is my, the pages I'm loading at the moment, which is great. Um, I finished up, I think, with 45 points. Okay, I think so. Welcome. I'm just um, re- reloading it at the moment. Just perfect timing. Yeah, 45 points. So like yourself, got the Salah vice-captain jam, which was, yeah, fantastic. Um, and the only other return in my side was, yeah, Pedro Porro, who continues to dodge massive double-digit hauls once again with a, a very late consolation. And had Hung Min Sun not had a horrible first touch and won that penalty, that was a Pedro Porro assist. So... Um, that should have been like a 15 plus pointer, but I'll settle yeah. for five. But yeah, I, I that would have hurt me even more. Well, I, I'm a little bit annoyed because, I, like, I think Pedro Parra is going to be such an obvious move for so many managers now. It just would have been nice to get that last, like, massive haul before he becomes so popular, everyone floods on him. But yeah, that seems to be the, the Pedro Parra story this season. I mean, he keeps getting me attacking returns. I've talked about how much. I enjoy having him in my side. So, um, yeah, his ownership is just going to continue to to um, increase. But, um, yeah, another week of having Darwin's stupid face on my stupid side, and I'm so I, I'm so tempted to remove him out of my side for a hit when I've got so many other red flags in my side. I'm completely over it. I've had enough Don't of the Darwin it. experiment. Don't do it, Pete. Oh, I, I can guarantee you if I take him out, he's going to get a double-digit return the week that I take him out. It's 100%. I, I've actually I've been saying for weeks, you know, don't take him out. Like, he, he's due to the go off. The fixtures are good. The fixtures, the fixtures are good. I know, I know. <laughs> and then what I say every at, week. At a certain point, where do you kind of draw the line and go, you know, actually, he's just a bad asset. Like, I think it we had a similar situation with um like Rashford and Bruno earlier in the season yeah. where it's like, Oh, the fixtures are so good. I can't take him out before insert good fixture. And <laughs> then it just kept on being like that. And obviously in hindsight, we should have just taken them out very early. Um, and this does feel like a similar situation. There's a certain point where uh, a player tips over where it tips over from being patient to being like too, I guess, I don't know, not reactive enough, you know, mm-hmm. like to um, passive, I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to judge at what there's, it, it's really difficult to judge at what point um, are you being patient and what point are you just being passive? Yeah. And the funny thing about it is I don't think there's any real way to know until the good or bad has happened. And, you know, in hindsight, but it's, you know, the, I guess the trick of FPL is being good at figuring it out um, in advance, and that's the that's the key. If I could do that, I'd be ranked a lot higher than seven hundred k. If I could do that, I'd be ranked much higher than one point three million. So, 
<laughs> how good are we? Why? How is anyone still listening to us? <laughs> I, I'm convinced people come here just to laugh at how bad our uh, seasons are. It makes it more interesting. So, I guess you know what? Like uh, every um every FPL um pod that I've listened to this week, I've listened to quite a few. It seems like everyone's on Green Arrows, and I was like, oh god, like. It's so hard to listen to people talk about their green arrows when you've had a really bad red arrow. Um, so if there's anyone else out there that feels the same as me, like they've had a red arrow and they're sick of everyone talking about their greens, maybe the they'll enjoy this episode. This is the place to be. This is the place to be, um, you know, if you're as bad as we are. If you enjoy um, dad jokes, bad puns and mediocrity, you've come to the right place. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Anyway, that, that was my week. So, um, yeah, yeah. 40, 45 points, big red, down to 1.3 million. So, um, hashtag we move. We probably move lower next week. Yes. But, um, we, <laughs> we move backwards. <laughs> we move backwards. But um, you, you touched on it lightly there before the Harlan shuffle. So, you mm. know, do we do we move early for Erling or hold for Harlan's Hall? That was a bit of a tongue twister, wasn't it? <laughs> Like, but it it's tricky because I mean we we saw the leaks come out. It was almost like the day after the yeah. deadline, wasn't it? It was almost. It like was, next... yeah. No, no one, uh, no one except for no Harlan one had it pre deadline. Uh, yeah, ex- yeah, except his mates in whatever Norwegian village. Except his dad. No, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Alfie. No one, no one else knew. Yeah, why didn't you tell us, Alfie? <laughs> yeah. Um. Dog. <laughs> yeah, like I've heard, I've heard a few people trying to interpret what it means that everyone that he's close to took him out. Um, I don't know if we can read anything into it. Like, I think even if people thought that he was just out for the Luton game, I think most people in that situation would have taken him out. Um, Because even if you thought he's going to play Crystal Palace at that point, if you know that information before Luton, you're thinking, okay, I've got a 14, I've got a 14 million pound asset. That's only going to play one in the next three game weeks. Right. That's even if, even if the expectation is that he's playing Palace. So if I had that information, I would take him out too. Um, You know, so there's, I've heard some people say, Oh, look, given that people have been that new have been taking him out, that probably means he's out for Palace. I don't necessarily think it means that because yeah, as I said, like even if he, even if they thought he was going to be in for Palace, one playing one game out of the next three game weeks is probably, it's probably um, not the right move to keep a fourteen million pound asset in that scenario. So, I, I still like now that you know the Luton game's passed and we're looking forward to the Palace game. I still hold out some sort of hope that maybe it was just a one week injury and he will play against palace. But obviously mm. the quotes from Pep earlier in the week, even though they were a bit contradictory, they, they didn't sound the most positive. Um, did they, but m- more recently, some of the quotes that he's made have been a little bit more positive. So I think we're still in the dark. Pep ruled it at its best. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. We just, we just don't know. I mean, they, they play red star Belgrade tomorrow um, away. Not that, I mean, we might get some news in the post-match presser about how far yeah. off Harland is, but yeah, you know. Is, is uh, there going to be a press conference, a pre pre deadline week. press, yeah, like a pre game week press conference as well, or is it just the post Champions League press conference that we're going to have? There'll be posts um, Champions League, but there'll also be a press conference pre um, Crystal Palace game. But okay, that 
I'm not sure if that would happen on the Friday or the Saturday. So, but yeah. I mean, we've got an early deadline this game week. So of, of all the game weeks where we need as much info as possible, it's probably the worst one because we have to lock our sides in like Saturday morning at 5.30. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's actually, it's actually okay for me this week. I think I'm, I'm working night shift on Friday night, like 6 p.m. till 6 a.m. So I will oh. be awake. <laughs> you'll be um, you'll be streaming all the Eddie Howe's press conference and Pep's oh, press conference. I won't I won't be doing that, but I might have I might have five minutes just to quickly kind of check Twitter and see what's up. So <laughs> um hopefully we'll get some sort of late news which uh which helps me out a little bit. Mm, but um I saw, you know, a lot of people out there, the big discussion is do you sell him, do you hold him? I mean I suppose we need to wait as long as possible. I think for his price to go down, he needs like a million plus transfers out just because mm. he's so highly owned. So we yeah. probably have a bit of time on our hands. And yeah, the reports from Pep was that he's going to be back um, back at the facility on Thursday and they're going to assess him. But I mean, if you're, a, uh, it's a bit hard to read into what those comments mean. Like maybe he's just going to do light training Maybe he'll be ready. Maybe he's got no chance yeah. at all and he's just coming yep. in for scans. But, yeah, I I feel like in the past when Harland – I remember there was a period last season where we thought Harland was going to be out injured for a while and then he just missed one game and then he was yep. back. So yep. Yeah, I remember yeah. that too. Um, yeah, look, I don't, think, I don't think we need to worry too much about the price change. Yeah. Um, like if you're going to hold him – um, then, I mean, even you know, if he might... drops down, like if you ended yeah. up having to sell him, like you still got a buckle load of money to spend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If 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 he goes down to thirteen point nine, then and you hold him, then as soon as he's fit, he's going to go back up he's to fourteen get back anyway. Up, that's right. And then if it turns out that yes, he is injured long term, then as you say, yeah, you just sell for thirteen point nine. You can literally buy anyone in the game and then probably upgrade, you know, another player you know, or two as well. So yeah. I don't think we need to worry about that. Um, I think really the, I think really the, the, the decision is about whether it's worth it to, um, yeah, to downgrade and spread the funds, you know, to upgrade elsewhere or whether you just downgrade um, to another forward so you can go straight back up or whether you hold, like, I think those are kind of, that's kind of what we've got to figure out. Um, yeah. And it's going to be hard without concrete information about how long he's going to be out. But, um, yeah, my, my sort of gut feeling is I might hold. Yeah. Um, just it, it might just be because I've got so many other issues in my team that, um, yeah, like I feel like I can improve my team by making transfers elsewhere. Whereas if you didn't have too much to do, then it might make sense just to – yeah, downgrade him to say like even someone like Alvarez, right? Because um, at least that way, it's only one more transfer to go back to Haaland when yep. he is fit. Yeah, like I, I, I'm a little bit iffy on people that are planning to downgrade him to say, I don't know, like a Solanke or whatever, and then use that extra six or seven million to upgrade, you know, a cheap midfielder like Gordon up to, I don't know, Sun or Saka or something. Because then when you do want Harlan back, then you're you're locking yourself into at least two transfers to get him back as well. That's so right. you're making two you're making two transfers now and you're locking in two tra- transfers in the future. And we've got, you know, that busy Christmas, Boxing Day, New Year's schedule coming up and you just know there's gonna be other injuries and suspensions that you've got to worry about. Yeah, December's um, been brutal. 
FPL. Yeah, and it's, and it's going to continue to be brutal. Like we can't expect it to change. So you don't want to lock in multiple transfers in the future when you know you're going to need, you know there's going to be unforeseen. The only thing that's foreseeable is unforeseen transfers in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know you're going to need those transfers. So um, yeah, that's why I, I don't really like the idea of downgrading and then spreading the funds, but I don't mind the idea of downgrading to a, to another forward so it's just one more and then keeping that extra cash and it's just one more move to go back to Haaland when the time comes. Mm, the option's a good one though if you still had your wild card. Like suddenly oh, yeah. suddenly you're like, okay, I can just yeah, drop the big guy. Yeah. Premiums everywhere else on the on the pitch and, and go. hundred oh, percent. Yeah. <laughs> if you still got your wild card, then happy days. You know, you've got so many options. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'd be. Um, I I don't know how many people do still have their wild card. Like, what percentage of of managers still have it? I feel like most people have used it by now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I'm in the same situation of holding. So yeah, because we've got such a big gap between the FPL deadline and when City plays, like that that's quite a bit of time. Mm. And yeah, I, I often think when it comes to decisions like this, when it comes to like transfers of players that you know you really think hard about, just think what would annoy you more? Like if you held the player and they didn't play, mm. or you sold the player and then they played. Like what would annoy you more if you made the move? And I know if I know I the answer them, to that. Yeah. I know the answer to that because it happened to me a couple of weeks ago with Jared fucking Bowen. Jared Bowen. I sold. I sold him for. <laughs> I sold him for Palmer. <laughs> Because I was sure he was injured, and then he played, and then Palmer was benched, and it was for a hit, is what's more. So that really does annoy you when that happens. To yeah. your point, yeah. So I, I think I'm going to hold just more because if I sell him for someone else, and then I see him in the lineup, I'm just going to be like, oh my god. And yeah. all right. So hypothetically, if we know that he's out for Crystal Palace, but so say say Pep says in his press conference he's out for Crystal Palace but he's 100% going to be back for game week 19 because we, we know he's got the blank in 18. He's 100% back for game week 19. Then what do you do? Like, I think you can sell your... because you're, you're getting one uh, game week out of four. Yeah, but what's happening against Luton, that's already happened. So you can't yeah, take that into account, true. right? Like that's that's been and gone. So really, yeah, it's it's one out of the next three. You know that he's going to miss the next two game weeks, right? Yeah. Um, but he's coming back in 19. So you're a sell under that scenario? Under that scenario, yeah, I I could sell. So yeah. um, just swap that spot to someone else. Like whether or not you, you spread the funds elsewhere, that's, that's, that's you know, that's everyone's prerogative. But I, I probably wouldn't because like you said, then when you want Harland back, you've got to, you know, undo some of those transfers or, you know, maybe yeah. you sell like a, a seller or a son who head off to AFCON in the Asia Cup and that's how you, you free up the funds. So, it, I mean, there is ways around it. Um, mm. It's it's probably handy that there's that sliding doors moment between Harlan coming back from the Club World Cup and then, yeah, seller and son, like leaving. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's, there's ways it, to The annoying it. thing is there's like a two-week kind of yeah. crossover though, isn't there? There is. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's something there that could get managers out of hand. But... Um, what options do you think managers could be looking at? Because I can't believe how much love we're seeing for big game Dom. You called him yes. Dom so blanky. <laughs> <laughs> that was last season though, where he was so blanky. But this season, big game Dom, he's back. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, big game, so returny. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's pretty crazy that he seems to be one of the more popular um, targets for, for managers at the moment. But it just shows that you know Bournemouth are back. They're, yeah. they're attacking. They're great. They had that great win at Old Trafford the other day. Um, probably yeah. Bournemouth's best win in the Premier League. You could you could argue so. Totally. Yeah, he's leading the line, and you know you're not sweating on team sheets with Dom Solanke, which is great. Yeah, um, he's yeah, he's, he's great. He, he probably should be involved in more goals than what he probably is, but I'm sure yeah. there's going to be a game coming up soon where he just gets a monster haul. But um, yeah, I mean, the main I think, thing is I, he's involved for sure. Like I think that he's not as talismanic as people think or hope he he, he would be. Like yeah. they do seem to spread the returns, mm. but having said that, like he's still getting a decent chunk of the returns that are happening. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot, they're scoring a lot of goals at the moment. I've just been looking at their last, you know, few games, like game week 12, they, they scored two against Newcastle game week through 13. They scored three away to Sheffield United game week 14. They scored two against Villa, which isn't easy to do game week 15. They, they won two nil away to palace game week 16 was a three nil against Manchester United. So they're on an, they're absolutely on fire at the moment. And the next three fixtures are actually out of control. Yeah, it's great. They've got Luton, they've got Luton at home. Then they've got Nottingham Forest away. And then they've got Fulham at home. Mm. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, great it's, run. it's pretty hard to argue against um, so blanky. <laughs> like, it really is. Yeah. Um, I, think he's re- I think he is a really good option if you are um, in a position to remove Haaland. I, you can't really argue. I think... I think the other option, which I think is a really good option as well, is just to go straight down to Alvarez. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I, I would expect he's going to play striker um, and be on pens for Man City um, in the absence of Haaland. So, yeah. Um, and I suppose if you do sell Haaland for Alvarez and then by some miracle like that's been lying to us and Haaland plays, then at least you've almost got. Alvarez to like cover Haaland as best you can. It's under like that a scenario. bit of insurance as well. It's yeah. a little bit of an insurance policy. Yeah. I mean, obviously the disadvantage to that is you've got the blank in 18. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you went Solanke instead, like Solanke's got a great fixture in 18. So that's the, uh, that's the obvious downside to it. But um, yeah, I, I think in my opinion, I think those two, unless you don't have Watkins, I'm just assuming most people do. Um, it, it, if you do, if you don't have Watkins, then um, you know maybe he would be another option as well. Yeah. But if you, yeah, if you if you have Watkins, then I really think it's down to Solanke or Alvarez. Mm, I've I've heard some managers out there talk about getting Darwin in. Um, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to yourselves. The other one, um, the other one that we, no, no. <laughs> What is it with you and Morpe? <laughs> no, the other one that I've heard a little bit of, um, of is Jimenez. Oh, um, Raul. Raul. Yeah, I, I mean, he's <laughs> like Fulham are scoring heaps of goals and he seems to be back in form. Um, so yeah. I, I understand why people are mentioning him I, and I don't hate him as an option, but I do think that the other ones that we've talked about are probably, probably just more, yeah. that's one, one step up in, um, in quality. I think Sorry. we need to see a bit more from Jimenez. Um, is it going to be more of a consistent return or is it just a bit yeah. of a flash in the pan while everything's hot, he's back on form? Yeah. So 
yeah. I well, think I mean, if... the, the other the other thing though is as well is that he, I think he's probably more likely than not on penalties now moving forward now that um Willian's injured. Yes. I mean, it's obviously going to be between him and Andreas, um, mm. so we don't know for sure who's going to take him, but I would lean towards Jimenez, so that gives him a little bit more of an edge compared to you know last week. Well, he did take him at Wolves, so he took him well. Yeah, and he yeah always took him well. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so um, I, I'm not sure how many goals he's been scoring or how many FPL points he's been scoring before last week. Has he? It was last week, really, his first big well, ball. He'd scored in the game previous as well. I, I'm pretty sure from memory. Yeah, I mean, okay. and the, the games are coming so thick and fast; it's so hard to remember. But yeah, Jimenez is Jimenez is, is a great chance. You know, maybe if you need to, you know, really stretch the budget to make it happen, it's it's not the worst yeah. one and. Um, just looking ahead to like game week um, 18, they host Burnley at home. So yeah, like, if okay. you're doing that, you know that, well, you're definitely playing Jimenez in game week, in the blank game week 18. That's that's a bloody good fixture. So um, yep. yeah, it's, it's another one to keep in mind. But um, Spurs, so Spurs were back. Um, they were unspursy and um, Spurs their way to a Spursy Spurs win. <laughs> Spurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Richarlison was playing straight down the um, hey diddle diddle um, the other day, and and Sun was out left, and I think Kieran Trippier still having nightmares, tossing and turning in bed. He he turned Trippier inside out, back to front the other day. Yeah, he absolutely. Did. I feel like this suspension for Trippier is probably like the best thing that could have happened to him. Like so. he's so obviously, rest. Needs, yeah, he's so <laughs> obviously needs a rest. Um. But yeah, he he looks exhausted. But yeah, um, yeah, Richarlison looks to be like at the start of the season, before the season started, like he was someone that we were really keeping our eye on because we thought, you know, he's yeah. classified as a midfielder. He's no going to get five points for he's a gonna goal. Play up front. He's going to play up front. <laughs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. You know, get a point for a clean sheet. You know, starting number nine for an attacking team, and like he just wasn't very good. And yeah. Um, it seems like he might have turned the corner and I guess we, we probably need a little bit more of a sample size to determine whether it was just a one-off good game or whether, you know, the injury that he was carrying was really the, the, the reason why he wasn't playing well before. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure I'm willing to dive in headfirst on Richarlison yet, but I, I do think that um, it won't take much more. Like if he, if he plays again this week, like he did last week, I think a lot of people are going to pile on. Yeah. I th- I, yeah. I agree so too. And yeah, especially once we get to the Asian Cup time when we know Sun's away. And yeah. if he has the minutes in the legs and he's got that consistency back, then yeah. I mean he's six point six at the at the moment. So yeah. it almost feels like a, a no brainer. I mean I can see a lot of people going straight from Sun to Richarlis and when Sun goes to the Asian Cup with a view to going straight back up when yeah. Sun comes back. Um but yeah, I mean, I am a little bit reticent to go, to go for Richarlison again. I think it'll be my third attempt at Richarlison if I do <laughs> this season. So he's on your uh, naughty list. <laughs> he is. He is. So many people are. But yeah, I mean, I, I shouldn't obviously take into account you know previous transfers, but psychologically, it does make me more reticent to go again. <laughs> the PTSD is starting to kick in, but um, it, it was a good day for the the fullbacks there. So Yudogi and Pedro Pyro both getting attacking returns, and yeah, Yudogi got got his first goal. And but yeah, I think Pedro Pyro probably stole more 
of the limelight in that game. I mean, his assist was unbelievable and close yeah. not to get a second one because Sun, the penalty that Sun wins basically came from a Pedro Porro assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, had they not conceded in, what was it, 90th, 89th minute, that Joel Linton goal? 90, 92nd minute, I think it yeah. was. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, Porro is potentially looking at it like a huge double digit score. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you yeah. do you think he's if you had the option, if you were looking at to to bring one of those guys in, I mean, you Dogie's four point eight, Porro's now five point four. Which one would you lean towards? Porro one hundred percent. Yeah, Porro. Yeah. Yeah. He just if you and, can stretch it, Porro. Yeah. Um and I've done more than lean towards it. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I've already brought Poro in this week. So <laughs> You've done I, it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. That was before. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it wasn't before the Harlan news, but um, it was just one. It, yeah, it was a move that I needed to make because I had my defense was so bad. So I just yeah. thought I'll make that move. And then later in the week, I'll consider a minus four. There's a few different areas where I can maybe take a, a hit later in the week. But Poro was going up and I knew that, there's, a, there's more than one defender in my team that I never want to see again. So um, I was happy to take that. Knowing that Spurs weren't playing midweek, I was happy to take that early transfer to to bank the point one. Um, yeah, and I, I probably will. I'm strongly considering taking a hit later in the week. But so far, yeah, I've, I've already brought Pyro in. I'm excited to have him in my team because every time I look at him, I think he, he's literally just about to score a goal. Um, yeah. He's... He's, he's, so he's, been so un, he's been so unlucky not to score a goal already in the last few weeks. I just feel yeah. like it's coming. It's definitely mm. coming. Yeah, there's that there's that monster hall around the corner soon, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully very I, soon. I think there is too. I agree. Mm. Well, uh, what we'll do now is we'll take a quick break and on the other side we'll preview the next game week and look at the our punts for goodwill punting and our captaincy picks in Oh Captain, My Captain. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. And as I mentioned earlier in the first part of the show, we have an early deadline because we've got Friday night football over in the UK, which means a 5.30 a.m. Saturday deadline for FPL, which is a tough one for us to take here in the Southern Hemisphere. But Forest Spurs, it's going to be an interesting game to to kick off the weekend. So are you going to be setting your alarm for 5 a.m. for a little pre-deadline news or...? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, just make a call the night before. I think, yeah, I think I'll just be make happy the call. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, massive FPL interest in this game. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it now that I've I've got a I've got Poro now. So hopefully, <laughs> that goal that you've been talking about that's coming. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> it comes in this game. That'd be amazing. Yeah, let's let's wait and see. We'll also wonder if um what's going to happen with Richarlison. But yeah, Forrest, I mean, Turner was back in goals on the weekend, mm. um, which was a welcome sight for managers like myself who still have Ariola as their starting keeper and he did not play, which was lucky in that 5-0. But Turner finished it with three, three points the other day, which I'll happily take. Yeah, well, he did better than Dubravka, didn't he? Um... Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I made a turn into Dubravka, a Dubravka transfer, and now it doesn't seem like the right move. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Forest were 
uh, improved, weren't they? Against yeah. uh, it was it was Wolves, wasn't Wolves, it? Yeah, yeah they, big 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 game. Bit of a um, I I think it was pretty widely believed that if they lost that game, that uh, Cooper was going to be sacked. So obviously the players um have actually dug in and and rallied around and and fought to keep their manager's um job, which I guess goes to show that they still believe in in what he's doing. So maybe um. Yeah, maybe all is not lost at, at at Forest, but this this is a very difficult game for Forest to uh, um, home to Spurs. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's going to be a tough one, and um, yep. yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to have Sun for this game, but um, I don't think that'll be happening for myself. But yeah, lots of managers out there moving for for the South Korean, and yeah, it'd be mm. be a great fixture to have. But then um, the Sunday, what is it? Sunday two a.m. Um, so we've got a few fixtures. We've got one, two, three, four kicking off at that time. And um, the top one there, Bournemouth Luton. So, you know, if you've got, if you're moving for big game, Dom, yeah. this is going to be a tasty you're fixture. Ex- you're excited about this fixture if you've got big Dom, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Luton, obviously, are nowhere near as good away from home. I, yeah. I can see yeah. Bournemouth continuing their steamrolling run. Um, another pretty, Pretty easy three points for Bournemouth, I think. Like a two, I can see like a two nil, three nil kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Same thing. I, I, I think it's going to be a, a comfortable Bournemouth yeah. Um, win there. So yeah, I mean, so many of their assets be, becoming very popular at the moment. Senesi. Yeah, yeah. is that about, how you say the name, Senesi? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying like I'm saying Senesi, like Gary Senesi, but I, Gary I don't Sinisi. know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know how to say it, but yeah, like he's he's uh gathering a fair bit of um momentum, um mm. and I, and why not? Like, I mean, no, no one's defenders are getting clean sheets. Like, why not go where the points are? Yeah, yeah, it's um good good one there. But then um yeah, Chelsea Sheffield United. So Chelsea have been nothing short of trash the, since the international break. Um, they got a, a they got a win against Brighton, but wasn't exactly comprehensive by any means. But yeah, Sheffield who. You know, Chris Wilder got that win in the last game week. He, he's returned. He he's he's got some points for for the team. But how long does new manager bounce last? Hopefully, just the two games. Yeah, hopefully that's it. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we're that's done. It. But um, hopefully, yeah. A fair bit of pressure is starting to to turn on Pochettino, and rightfully mm. so. Like he hasn't really improved this side from what we've seen. Um, no, this Chelsea there side. Was peri- there was a period there where I thought they were heading in the right direction. Just before the um, international break. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, the last sort of three or four, it's sort of, yeah, it's been back to how it was at the start of the season um, yeah. when they were really disappointing. So Underwhelming uh, and disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Home to Sheffield United, though, is a good fixture. Yeah. Um, what you, are you, like, you, you got, you've got to think they'll win that game. I'm expecting a win. Yeah. Yeah, I think as bad as Chelsea are, I think they should still get the win in. Now they'll be without the services of their captain Reese James, who is going to be out for what's reported to be like three months now. Like the guy just cannot get fit. He's missed so yeah. much football the last couple of seasons. Yeah, he's um him and he's just him and like Lamptey are just yeah yeah. I mean <laughs> another former recently, Chelsea right back. <laughs> yeah, up until recently, DCL has been in the same boat. Like just yeah. players that cannot stay on the park for more than like half an hour without doing something. Yeah, um, it's really yeah, sad. It is, it is. But yeah, I guess um opportunity 
for a couple of other Chelsea assets to become a little bit more um, enticing, like Levi Colwell's probably more nailed than ever now. Yeah. Um, and then once Gusto is fit again, then he might become a popular option as well. Okay, so I was I saw this reports that at training today, or maybe it was yesterday, Gusto and Nkuku was with the okay. squad. Um, yep. So Nkuku, we keep hearing he's close. So I'm not sure when they're planning on on integrating him back into the side. But yeah, obviously they yep. want to take their time with him because he's just world class. But um, yeah. Gusto's one think, that you think that he'd have like two or three bench appearances before his first start right yeah before he's thrown straight back in especially with the games so close to each other at the moment yeah yeah I, I'd, I'd expect the same thing i'd expect that just cameos um to, to sort of build him up and not overdo it yeah that's right that's right mm, but um, um city crystal palace so yeah we talked about harland at length before so i don't think we really need to touch on that but Palace have a lot of concerns, a lot of injuries, players suspended. It's looking pretty bad for them at the moment. Yeah, and Roy Hodgson's getting a little bit testy. It's getting lippy. Yeah, oh, Roy. <laughs> yeah, he's starting to lose the fans a little bit maybe. It's like when you get – when you're old – I, this is what I really look forward to when I get it. I'll just like speaking your mind all the time and people just go, yeah. oh, he's old. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Get away with it. <laughs> yeah, you just get away with it. Oh, can't say yeah, that. I mean, oh, he's just old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Roy Hodgson, he can say oh, it's, yeah. just, it's just Roy. <laughs> just Roy being Roy. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Palace's defense has just been terrible recently as well. Um, mm. Yeah. Gahey is the is the one that that went for me um, when I brought in Poro earlier in the week. Just I couldn't stand looking at a Crystal Palace defender in my FPL team any longer, so <laughs> he had to go. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm a bit concerned about Palace because their next few fixtures are pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of yeah, the they, worst they don't, time they don't for things to run. start turning. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's they, right. So yeah, did... I I think that Man City can pretty comfortably win this game with or without Haaland. Mm, and you mentioned before about Alvarez, GCB, good pick for this game. I mean, you know he's he definitely be. starting. <laughs> yeah, I think he would be. I mean, I think we'll probably see Alvarez not. I think there's already been a leak from the guy that leaked um, that Haaland was out, that Alvarez is not playing in the Champions League tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's so, a dead rubber. Um, not, because of, not because of injury, but just because it's a, a, a dead rubber. So, yeah. Um, yeah, as you say, like, a million percent Alvarez is starting that game, probably whether Haaland is fit or not. Um, but if Haaland's not fit, then, um, yeah, think that he, he'll be playing striker and probably be on pens. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that he could do some damage against Palace. Yeah, it should be a good one there. And then, yeah, Newcastle, Fulham. So Fulham, the entertainers, just, you know, scoring goals at will at the moment and really turning their season around. And Newcastle, like you said, they look so leggy. I think it was the fifth game in a row with the same starting 11 and it just it really showed against Spurs you know a team that sort of get that rest in between games whereas Newcastle are just limping from one fixture to the next and 
they host Milan tomorrow morning in the Champions League. So yeah, and there's yeah. I'm really interested to see the lineup in that game as well because there's there's a few rumors floating around that Dubravka's carrying an injury. Yeah, or, or illness. It's like I've seen reports of both. Oh, He's, I, it... I saw that he was have he had like a secret shoulder injury, and they've been needling him up before games and stuff. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's true. Um, but yeah, apparently Gordon didn't train today as well. Like, or at least he wasn't seen in training pitches. So people are wondering whether they just, he needed a rest because, you know, he's played so many minutes and, or whether, you know, is, is there some sort of injury there? I guess, again, we'll find out tomorrow morning, uh, when the, when the lineups come out for the Champions League game. But, um, yeah, I, I really don't know what's going to happen in this, this game because Newcastle are usually so much better at home. Yeah. Um they just look like a completely different set of players when they play at home. They look even when they look tired in a, away from home they look fresh at home. Mm. Um but having said that, like Fulham are just scoring like four or five goals a game at the moment. So yeah, it's funny like Newcastle don't usually concede many at home, but Fulham just score so many at the moment. So yeah. 16 or something in their last four games, something crazy which is like crazy. That. So, yeah, I mean, I just don't know which of those kind of opposing forces is going to take precedence in this game. It's, it, I, I don't think there's many scorelines that would surprise me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think probably a lot of it is going to be dictated by what happens tomorrow morning. So, like, you can see Newcastle at home getting, like, you know, a grudgy 1-0 win and progressing through the Champions League. And then that momentum rolls into the weekend with the fans still all up and about. But... Yeah, if things don't go to plan tomorrow morning, then that could ha- also have an, a, a negative effect on yeah. the weekend. But yeah, I think I'll be yeah I'll be as a Gordon owner, I'll be keeping my eyes peeled on that because yeah, if he's out, that's sort of an avenue that I could use to get to Sun by sacrificing that spot in my side. But yeah, yeah something. Would that... you have enough money to go from Gordon to Sun? One thing I've been thinking of is yeah, Trippier going because he yeah. can't play this week. That yep. frees up some funds. I can upgrade Gordon to Sun. And then the other yep. thing was because I just hate Darwin, like dropping Darwin yeah. down to Solanke. Well, um, I suppose the, then there's also the other thing is the Haaland out. The Haaland yeah, out. You've already spoken. Like Haaland down to Alvarez or Haaland down to Solanke. And then you can easily afford that move from yeah. Gordon up to Sun. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. There's no point in, you know, making these decisions now when we don't exactly. know what, what's going to happen tomorrow. But yeah, a few different ideas swirling around in your brain, obviously. Mm, yeah, there's a few different permutations floating through there. But then um, we've also got Burnley-Everton. So Everton, it's been, what, three clean sheets in a row now for, for Pickford and that Everton defence and like proper dice ball. Yeah. yeah dice yeah, ball's yeah. back. It is. And I wouldn't be surprised to see another one tomorrow. Like I know yeah. Burnley under company, they play a pretty attacking style, um, especially at home. Um, but if anyone knows so the solid. hashtag, he knows the place. <laughs> Sean Dyche. He does. He does. <laughs> he does know the place. Uh, he might do that funny different... thing when he walks off the bus instead of going to like the away team's dresser and like jokingly goes towards the home one and goes, oh, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty different a uh, style of play that Burnley do now than they did when he was in charge. Mm-hmm. But true, yeah. true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I actually don't know what's going to happen in that. I I would I'm edging towards an Everton win, but not sure. Yeah, I think yeah, Everton seem to be. I mean, they they were thoroughly deserving of their win against Chelsea on the weekend. That's for sure. So yeah, I can't yeah, see them not 
not winning this game too and, you know, really, you know, even with that 10-point deduction, you know, they're probably going to be mid-table soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're flying. They're absolutely yeah, they're, flying. They're doing really well. But then, um, yeah, Monday morning, 1 a.m., we've got Arsenal Brighton, which should be an absolute humdinger. Um, I'm sensing goals. We know Brighton's going to concede. Yeah. It's just... Goals, goals, goals. You know, is it going to be Saka? Is it going to be Erdegaard? Is it going to be Martinelli? Martinelli, like Is it going to be Jesus? Yeah. Jesus, Um, yeah. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk to you about this game a little bit as well because one... (sighs) One of the my main my main avenue up to Sun is Martinelli, mm. um, and you know I really feel like I don't want to go too much longer without Sun in my team. Um, but is this the kind of game where you would take a minus four to take out Martinelli for Sun, like take mm. out someone in the front three for Arsenal home to Brighton to get Sun? Who like I know you mean. Long, You're taking out a play term. a good player with a good fixture for a good player yeah. with a good fixture. At yeah, for a with, a, with a single. <laughs> if you if I look at it, if I look at it in this game in isolation, it's kind of like well, the single game variance. It kind of doesn't it, it it doesn't make too much logical sense to take out a good player with a good fixture for another good player with a good fixture. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at it over a longer term or even a medium term, like Sun is obviously gonna. Like I think ninety nine percent of people would agree that over the next say four or five weeks before Sun goes away, he's probably going to score more than four points more than Martinelli over that yeah. period, right? Like well more. And so from that point of view, the the hit makes sense. I get what you mean. But, yeah. But, but so yeah, go on. I I, I want to know what you think because I'm really struggling with this one. Okay, so Arsenal played PSV this morning in the Champions League and basically yep. rested a lot of players. Martinelli had a complete rest; he wasn't even in the squad, so he was resting, resting up. So you know he's cherry ripe for yeah. the weekend. Well, actually, on that though, he's flagged actually because oh, flagged? Arteta, yeah, because Arteta said that he missed the game today with an illness. Oh, um, illness. Again, I mean that could be, it could be a complete lie, but even if he does have an illness, you'd think that within you know three or four days it will have cleared up and yeah. he'll be fine for the weekend anyway. Like it's yeah. not like he, Arteta said he's out with like a stress fracture to his foot or something like that. <laughs> who like who would make something like that up? Um, so yeah, I mean I am confident that Martinelli plays this week. So it's just that. It, it frustrated me so much what happened last week because my plan all along was to go Martinelli to Sun for a minus four last week. If I'd done that, I would have got all the points. I didn't do it because it looked like Sun was more likely than not going to be out. Yeah, And I know that those points are gone, but that kind of performance is the reason why I wanted to make that transfer last week. And so, you know, like it's not just points chasing in my mind. It's also you know, forging ahead with a plan, even though like I've already lost some of the points I was planning on getting. It's still just for, it's still forging ahead with the plan that I've had all along. It's, it's so it feels like it's not as knee jerk as on the surface. It might, it might seem like it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, on the other hand, as you say, it does look like a good fixture that Martinelli will certainly, almost certainly start and play. Um. And yeah, I mean, he could easily he could easily match or outscore Sun, and then taking a minus four to take Martinelli out for Sun, it looks silly at that point, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a tough one. 
It is a tough one because, I mean, if if I take that minus four, then that still doesn't even deal with my Haaland problem as well. So that's a whole other thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. Right. So I'm, getting, I'm getting the vibe from you that you don't think it's a good hit to take. I, I just think it's a great fixture attacking-wise for Arsenal. Mm. And we've seen when Arsenal are at home and they're up for it, they can, like, put goals away against anyone. And yeah. Brighton just... Love conceding goals this season. Yeah, yeah. We've, I mean, they've again Brighton have conceded in every single game so far mm. this season. They've scored in every game and they've conceded in every game. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, I guess I've got some thinking to do. <laughs> you do well. Brentford, Aston Villa. So yeah, Brentford um, losing on the weekend. No, um, and Buemo, um, Aston Villa fresh off. You know, that win against Arsenal and huge week for them. You know, knocking off mm. City and Arsenal in the same week was was huge. And two clean sheets as well, which is um pretty frustrating if you're a Matty Cash owner. Um and guilty. you got yep, guilty. <laughs> and you only got like the one point. But yeah. um yeah, do you think they'll carry this momentum to Brentford? I know Brentford usually play a bit different at home than they do away, but yeah, Brentford have been a, have been pretty disappointing recently um, defensively. You know, I, I brought in Ethan Pinnock a few weeks ago because I expected a couple of clean sheets. They had, you know, they had Luton. They didn't get a, a clean sheet against Luton. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the other game was. There was one other game um, that they recently played where I expected a, a, you know, a decent shot of a clean sheet and they didn't get it. So um, I'm not expecting them to be able to keep Villa out. Yeah, um, and Villa have been a lot less impressive away from home this season, but they're on such a roll, they're on such a high, um, and they have had the odd good performance away from home as well. I just think that they are going to keep it rolling, and I think they're just going to be a bit too good for Brentford. Um, yeah, Ollie Watkins playing against his old club as well, so it's like Ooh. I don't know you can sort of draw your your own narrative about you know about that. Um. Yeah, but I can see, I can see, uh, a, maybe like a narrow Villa win, like a two-one or a two-nil. Yep. I mean, they yeah. do have Europa Conference League football this week, but you know, they does it matter though to them? Like, do well, they they're, that? they're through to the next round. Um, it's just but whether or not they finish top spot. Yeah, it's just whether or not they secure top spot. But they're playing like the bottom place team from their group, and they should easily. Easily win. So, um, and is it at home for them? Uh, no, I think it's I think it's away. So, so they so they are doing a bit of travel this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um isn't great, but um yeah, I don't even know the country of the team that they're playing. Like I've never. Well, heard of I it. guess we'll probably we can probably expect another Matty Cash start in the uh, Conference League to you know confirm that you know he's definitely, he's definitely on the again. outer <laughs> yeah that's right i'm 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 keeping Matty cash for now just in case cuz like there's only, there's probably about two or three villa play, players that if they were to be injured it would mean cash is back in yeah um so given how good uh, villa's fixture is in that blank game week 18 i'm tempted to keep him until then just in case uh it you know it does look like he's going to he's going to start that game yeah, um, and then if not, if not, I can always get rid of him before that game. So, um, but yeah, I am. I, I don't like to uh, hope for injuries uh, to players, but if someone was to be injured for Villa, like Consa or Pau, um, I suppose I wouldn't be overly disappointed because it turns cash into a good asset all of a sudden once again. 
Mm. I'd say that though. There's, there's, there's guys I'm thinking of getting into my side this week. You just put the jinx on it. <laughs> Why am I whispering? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll wait and see. But uh, yeah, West Ham Wolves. So yeah, West Ham getting absolutely spanked 5 0 the other day. And yeah, Wolves. Yep. Yeah, Wolves are, Wolves are on the improve. So the Huang yep. show taking it to the capital. Um, we'll, do we expect a West Ham bounce back? I expect yeah, I them to bounce that, back. I think they'll be better. But I also mm. think that Wolves are pretty decent at the moment. So yeah. it, it's still hard to tell um, who's going to win that game. It could end up being like a one-all, I think. It mm. might be. A, it, 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 I can't see a clean sheet from either of the teams. but um, So it could be like a 2-1, one, one way or another, or a one-all. That's, that's how I see it sort of or a, going. Or a Michael Dawson header from a set piece against his former club. Hashtag or narrative. Michael, or a Michael Dawson own goal. Own goal. James Ward Proud's <laughs> corner. I can see that too. I can see both of those things happening. He's getting like the six points at one end and the minus two at the other. Yeah, yeah. And then um to kick uh to you know cap it off, the big one, Liverpool Man United, a history, so much history in this fixture, you know, a, a fixture as old as time itself. And you know, all the cliches, traditional rivals, they hate each other. Yep. But it is the most solid game. This this man just loves playing Man United. And um, I stupidly last season transferred out Mo Salah on the like, in the lead up to him playing Man United and he scored a hat-trick. And yep. I did that for a hit. That was the one of the dumbest things I did last season. I'm pretty sure I captained Mo Salah for that game. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so that's very different to what happened to you. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, we know uh, Mo loves playing Man United. It's like one of the yeah, he does. best oppositions he, he, he can um, face. And and, yeah, um, you know- and we and today in the Champions League, Man United had two their both of their central defenders went off injured. So yeah. Um, there's going to be no Luke Shaw. There's going to be no Maguire. I guess yep. we're looking at like a slab. Um, uh, Johnny Evans and Varane. Johnny Evans they were and they Varane. were playing the game. Yeah, they finished out the game. So yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have Salah and Darwin versus Johnny Evans. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're thinking of getting rid of Darwin when he's playing <laughs> when he's no, coming up against Johnny thing. Evans. <laughs> The money is the predicament I find myself in every week. Oh, yeah. and no Bruno yeah, Fernandez either because he's no suspended. Bruno. Oh, yeah, so that's um, McTominay's well, got a lot of work to do to carry all this sorts side. This, yeah, Man United <laughs> are in all sorts for this game, aren't they? I yeah. honestly like I can see this, I can see like a four nil, five nil. Yeah, same. Can you? Yeah. yeah, and I think at Anfield they're going to have part of their new stand open. So it's going to be the, officially the biggest league crowd that they've had for a fixture there. So you just know everyone there is going to be up and about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The The stars are aligning. I don't think that's a fixture. Uh, we're almost going back to the Martinelli conversation. Mm, it's a fixture I know. that is very, very difficult for you to take a, an attacking player out before Stupid that fixture. Darwin. I mean, the only the only thing that would make me consider it a little bit would be if Darwin plays ninety minutes in the Europa League. Mm. Um, so you can see what you know the, what the minutes are like in that game before you make a decision. But yeah, it, it feel it feels like 
one last chance for Darwin to meet. Could be last last chance to learn for the the big dumb Uruguayan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he he, he kind of scores like a brace or nothing, doesn't he? So, or um, most of the time it's just nothing. <laughs> most of the time it's just nothing. But <laughs> what's it going to be this time? Nothing. Anyway, I, I ride this carousel every week, Andrew. I, I know exactly <laughs> yeah. how how it ends with the music stops. I know you do. I know Disappointment you do here every week. Uh, I've reached my breaking point with him. I've been so patient, but I, I have a breaking point. Once I get to like the mental s- stage where I switch off, like that's it. Yeah. Just dead to me. Like, but how many how many weeks is, have you had him? Since my wild card in game week eight. All right. And how many times has he done anything for you? Let's have a quick look, shall we? Um, so oh, stupid darling. I'm not, I'm not counting the three pointer last week as a return. Yeah, like, so that's... I got him game week eight. Was it game week eight or game week seven? I can't remember. I think it was eight that you did your wild card. Yeah. So he has scored one goal in that time, which was game week ten. And he got, actually he had a goal and an assist in that game for ten points. Okay. Um so he's given you than... one decent haul. Yeah, yeah, it's given me one decent haul. And yeah, basically since then it's just been one, two, three, four, five assists and one goal. Yeah. So I mean it's not the worst, but Look, for these got... fixtures, I've I've been expecting much better. Okay, so game week seventeen, home to men united, I would not remove him for that game. Yeah, However, I know I know what you mean. Everything game on paper week... points to Liverpool smashing them, and he could yeah. play a part in those goals. And he's just—it's just law of averages. He's—he's up the—he's up front creating chaos. He's gonna—he's gonna be involved. The the week after that, they're home to Arsenal. Yeah, and I—I I almost think that that's a game where even if Darwin scores a hat trick for you against Man United, you, you just, just cut, get rid cut of and run Arsenal. So yeah. it, anything between zero points and 24 points, it doesn't matter. He's going before Arsenal. That's what <laughs> I would say, you know, if I was in your position. Yeah. So, Just yeah. The, one one more chance for the bad boy. Like, you know, all those those famous movies, you know, one last job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> the last last day before retirement. <laughs> like, yeah, like the, the Danny Glover. Yeah. <laughs> Get too old for, for this shit. But um, anyways, now it's time. The Goodwill of Hunting, where we look at a differential for the game week. Um, Andrew, last week you went with Willian, who got a goal. He did come off yep. early, though, but um, six points. Well done. You smashed it again. I went with Garnacho. Um, did nothing, two points. So serves me right. But this week, who are you going with? This week, I have got um, Marcus Taver. I don't know how to say it. Is it Tavernier or Tavernier? Tavernier. Yeah, Tavernier. Tavernier. There we go. Yeah. Let's not go too fancy. Marcus Tavernier from Bournemouth. <laughs> He's 5.4 million. He's only 0.8% owned. Um, and as we discussed earlier, they are absolutely on fire at the moment. And yep. he seemed in recent times, he's been almost as involved, if not more involved than Solanke in the goals. Whether or not yeah. that's coincidence or not, um, I still think that there's plenty of opportunity for him to score goals and you know and get attacking returns moving forward. Home to Luton this week, um, he's almost seems to be playing in like a front two with Solanke um, a lot of the time. So I think um, I think he's an excellent differential punt. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I just think yeah, he's a. I, I wouldn't. I would. I would rather have Tavernier in my team this week than you know like someone like Gordon 
um, who I do have in my team. So, um, yeah, I don't think he's the worst shout at all. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good pick there. So I fully endorse that. I've gone with um, Malo Gusto. So I know he hasn't been in any Chelsea squads for the last few game weeks, but yeah, like I mentioned, he has been reported that he is training. So um, no Reese James for three months. So he's going to be able to make that position here. So four point one million, which is a cheap way into that Chelsea defense. Um, if managers yep. are looking to to get in on that at base, you know, basement prices and really low ownership and yeah, Sheffield United at home. It's sort of a, a good fixture where you think, okay, he could definitely get a clean sheet there. And what we've seen from Gusto in his performances this season is that he's well aware of getting attacking returns as well. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going I, from that aspect. I like, yeah. I, I like Gusto as a player. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the, it's a big punt going for him this early. You know, mm. you're almost predict, predicting when he's going to be back, but he yeah. is back. That's a it's an excellent chance of a clean sheet and you know an outside chance of an attacking return as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I I'm actually I've got my eye on him moving forward. I think he he could be a really good sideways move for when when Botman comes back. Everyone that's got Lascelles, he's um, gonna. It, it, it I think it's a really obvious sideways move at around the same price point to go across to Gusto with, um, with Reese James being out for so long. So and you know there's probably a. A few more weeks, we can probably squeeze a few more weeks out of Lascelles, and then that gives us a chance to have a look at Gusto and and see if he's uh, holding down that spot um, for Chelsea. But um, yeah, as a punt, uh, I don't mind it this week. Yeah, mm. if he starts, I think it's a great punt. If he starts, but anyway, let's wait and see. But now it's time for O Captain, my captain, top three picks. Um, Andrew, who are you going with this game week? Uh, Salah home to Man United, I think, is really clear. As we uh, pointed as best, out. <laughs> best caption, captain option this week. Um, I've got second, I've got Sun um, against Nottingham Forest. Um, just think he's just in such good form at the yeah. moment. Um, and so explosive that even though that might not be the best fixture out of all the fixtures that we've talked about, I just, I really like Sun at the moment. And then Alvarez... Um, I've got home to Crystal Palace. I think he's a really good captain option, especially if we can be sure that um, Harlan's going to be out. Yep. Yep. I, um, it's, it's hard to argue with those picks. Yeah, I've got Salah top of top of my um, agenda too. So, um, yeah, just great pick. I've got Saka as my vice captain at the moment. And if we learn anything from last week, having a good vice captain is, you know, one that we should really pay attention to because every once in a while you need your vice captain. So... 100%. I mean, I think I've got Saka as my vice captain at the moment as well. Um, okay. That's only because I don't, at this stage, I don't even, I don't own Sun. But I think if yeah. I own Sun, it would probably be on It would be him. But yeah, yeah, it's very close. Like, I think Saka is, he's been a good um, captain option for us in the past. So mm. um, he seems to be sort of back to um, taking a few more shots and, and coming inside a little bit more than in the last week or two than he had for um, quite a few weeks before that. I don't know yeah. if you noticed the same thing. Hopefully we see some more of that. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. And um, yeah, third, I had Alvarez as well. You know, as we talked about, Crystal Palace sort of limping into that fixture and it seems to be a good one there for um, the Argentinian. But uh, now it's time for the FPL Signet Podcast League wrap-up. And we have a new league leader. So um, Stu Pankin who absolutely battled it out last season with um with Mira there. He's taken top spot with his side at Adelaide 23. He's on 1,010 points. 
So he's uh, he's cracked a thousand points, which is unbelievable. And if that wasn't good enough for Stu, he's also taken out manager of the week with eighty points this game week. So what a way to storm to the top of the table. What I wouldn't do for eighty points. <laughs> so I'll go through Stu's side um, from his eighty points. So peak fitting goals for ten points. That's more points than I've had from my goalkeepers all season, I reckon. Um, so yeah. well done there. Yeah, Saliba with the two points. Senesi. How did you say his name before? Senesi? I said Gary Senesi. Gary Senesi, yeah. So he had Gary Senesi with yeah, uh, Lieutenant. He had Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> 15 points from uh, from him there. 1.4%. How about that for um, some goodwill punting right there? Um, Simakas with the two points. Pumin Sun. 17 points. Um, Gordon with the two. Saka with the two. Salah captain um, with 26 points. I think Salah was actually his vice captain that switched over from Haaland. Um, Palmer, Watkins, and Semenyo as well. So, um, yeah. And, you know, sitting in his side, he still has Melo Gusto. So I wonder if... Oh, just might... waiting in the wings. Just waiting in the wings. So, yeah, is it, you know, Stu just... You know, well done, Stu's um, a really good supporter of the show. So, um, yeah, you jump from fifth to first. So just huge game awesome. with Stu. Um, I wonder if um, this podcast is going to convince him to start Gusto this week. Mm. Let's throw him in the starting lineup and see how we go. Yeah, see, maybe we've um, twisted his arm um, there. But, yeah, coming in second is Gavin Pulbrook with his side, Snorlax FC, and Ashley Huben, Kane in Diaz. Um, is now he's dropped from first to third. And I think Ashley had a bit of a mad last game week. I think he ended up on like a he I think he took like a he took a minus eight. And he then took the, a, he took a hit to get rid of Salah in order to bring in Harland, I believe. Yes. Yes. Um so uh, he he took out Alvarez, he took out Sun. He took out Turner and he took out Mbwemo. So he made four oh, okay. transfers. Oh, okay. Um, and I think the swing ended up being like minus 28 points. I think so he I didn't saw... take out Salah. I thought he took out Salah. Okay. No, 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 no. He took, yeah, he took out Hung Min Sun and Alvarez. Okay. Um, that so... might have been who I was thinking of, Sun. Yeah. Yeah. So um, unfortunately for Ashley, he's had, a, he's had a stellar season so far. He's on 1,005 points too, which is nothing to sneeze yeah. about. Um, but yeah, tough, tough, tough game week for him. But I'm they sure they weren't bad moves. Like in no. hindsight, obviously they were. But that's um, that's a real violin moment for the Green Arrow podcast. I think that we yeah. might we should send that one in. <laughs> so um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, the week getting Harland in, he he doesn't play, and and now he's um he's questioned there. And I'll just round out the top five. Brett Brett Woodward with his side, shake and bake, great friend of the show, nine hundred eighty seven points. And Mark Davis with his side, clop it like it's hot, 976. So I'm at 73 and you're on 41. So we've got some work to do. We've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> um, starting this week. Starting now. Well, you can send in some of that advice to us on the social. So tweet in Instagram at FPL sign it. And make sure you give Andrew a follow to at FPL underscore point break. Um, yeah, like, subscribe, retweets, um, get in the comments. Um, really enjoying all the interactions there, especially at this time of the year. It's, you know, uh, content creators, they just want a little bit of love, just, you know, a, a little little um, like here and there always helps a lot too. So 
Um, if you could do that, that would help us out a lot, especially at Christmas time. But um, time's running out on our Zoom call, Andrew. But before we go, um, any anything you'd like to add? No, I think um, I think we've covered everything. I would. Um, I've just got a lot of thinking to do about what I'm. Martinelli what I'm this week, <laughs> Martinelli. Um, but yeah, I, I think you've convinced me. Actually, I like. I think you've you've said some pretty sensible things to me tonight, and it might have been what I needed. Um, yeah, it, maybe maybe taking a hit to remove Martinelli when he's got a home game against Brighton. Maybe that smells of um, being on tilt. So mm. maybe I maybe I need to take a couple of deep breaths and just let it ride. Mm. And will I keep Darwin? We'll have to wait and see. But <laughs> I think that I think that it's the exact same thing. I think if you were to remove Darwin before a home game against United, <laughs> then that would also smell of being on tilt. So I think we're both battling the same demons and we've just got to, yeah, we've got to, we've got to try to try to hold firm. Oh, follow this under wait until next week but anyways um that's all the time we have so good luck to everyone out there let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green see you managers